0: Hello and welcome to Undrafted Dynasty Game Theory Podcast, brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Scott Belanger, AKA Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number one hundred and sixty-one. Let's roll! Oh my gosh, I am so so, sto- so 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 stoked! I can't even talk today. That's how fired up I am. I am I am pretty fired up about uh, all my dynasty teams. I am in about seventeen or eighteen teams, I, uh, leagues I think. And you know, it's funny right now. I'm actually looking at, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm looking at all my teams. And if y'all are out there, you should be doing the same thing. <clears throat> excuse me, looking at all your teams and thinking about where you're gonna be in the next couple of weeks. I am I am I've got like five teams that are like locked into the buy. Another few teams that are like. Maybe they could get it, but they're locked into the playoffs. Like one or two teams that may or may not be in the playoffs. Like really take, you know, uh, inventory of that team. Know what you need. Know when your next meaningful game is. I've got a couple of teams where weeks 14 and 15 are irrelevant. They're irrelevant to my team. Know that if that's the case, plan ahead. Don't be just sitting there just thinking week to week at this point. Think ahead. Obviously, if you're out of it, take advantage of the team that's starting to think and panic and start to make some moves. I just made a pretty cool trade this week with a with a contender. I basically traded um, – I took a team that is uh, destined for the 102. It's going to get the 102. It's not the 101. So I guess it's probably going to be Marvin Harrison Jr., which works out great for my team because I do have – on this team, I started with Tua Tagovailoa and another quarterback thing is Geno Smith and who knows what it's got some it's got some pieces but it's the 102 I traded Tua and Logan Thomas for Trevor Lawrence Greg Dulcich and a third you know I have Trevor ahead of Tua for dynasty long term uh, or at least even I'm happy to take the Dulcich plus a third uh for my troubles it 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 doesn't matter to me now but I'm going to be that much better and 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 that much you know happier come next season when I've got Trevor, or at least I should think so. Maybe I'm maybe that was a bad move. You never know. But uh, I'm happy to do it. Um, it makes me a willing trade partner in that league. Uh, obviously, people now know. Hey, look, he's willing to make a move here uh, in the playoffs. Maybe I can get some other older uh, pieces from from Jacks Falcone there. So you know, make those moves, make it happen, do the best for your particular team. But go get it. And I think from the other side of that, I thought that that was a great offer. He made me. I wasn't looking for that offer. He sent me two straight up for Trevor. I said, well, I ain't doing that. But I'll get a little profit for my troubles because I don't really give a shit. Neither guy from now to the end of the year matters to my team. The only thing that matters to me is what's going to happen August, September of next year. That's all that matters to me. Um, So, you know, it was a perfect offer great trade win-win and all the other you know uh, managers in that league were like fuck this dude just turned Trevor Lawrence into Tua man so kind of you know helped him I guess but it, it was perfect for me too and those are those win-win deals that you know you can really find and, and make work obviously Dulcich didn't look like he's coming back he'd much rather have Logan Thomas for a championship run but I'd much rather have Dulcich in the long term so a complete Win win deal. I pick up a third for my troubles. Off we go. These are the types of deals you should be looking at. These are the types of things you should be thinking about. Whether you're the the guy on the on the on the buying side or the selling side, be active. There is edge in the activity. Do it. Go get it. Um, today though, <clears throat> we've got a lot of. Uh, I've got two guests today. I'm going to open up the show with the the new doctor at the Undroppables. Uh, you know, doctor of physical therapy that we have, Mr. Marcus. And he's going to come out, and, and we're going to we're going to chit chat. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Marcus has been playing football, real actual fucking football, unlike you pansies out there, uh, his whole life. And then he's also been playing fantasy football for a while, relatively new to the dynasty Street. So I ain't going to put his feet to the fire with some of these you know in depth strategy questions. But you know, Tommy and I have been doing this a long time, so we'll hit it up there. But without further ado, I want to bring out my guest, Mr. Marcus. He is a uh, like I said, the new doctor here at the Undroppables. And following in some huge footsteps, I mean, many of you guys know Edwin Porras. Edwin is kind of the preeminent doc out there. Look, he does it at fantasy points. He's an uh, Undroppables alumni. We were so proud to see him move on. Adam Hutchinson over at Football Guys, also a dear friend and alumni of the Undroppables. Like like we're the uh, we're the JV. We're we're like what what is it like? Um, you know the, the the last chance you. That's what we are. That's Where the untrouvables are last chance, you there we go. I'm, I'm making something happen. Um, well, here for his last chance is Mr. Marcus. Marcus Gailey can be found on Twitter at MDGAI Who the hell knows how to spell in these streets? Certainly not me. Marcus Gailey, welcome to the program.
1: What an introduction, Scott! Thanks for having me on. Uh, we have. You know, chatted a couple times on X now, not Twitter, X. And uh, Sir. You know, it's good good to finally put a face with the name. And uh, yep. I'm looking forward to talking some football with you today.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we talked a little bit pre-show. You know, we, uh, we're we just getting to know each other as, you know, you're relatively new with us. And, you know, I love football, football guys, you know, guys who played and, 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 and did that. What position did you play?
1: So high school, I was fullback and linebacker, fullback slash running back and then linebacker. And then in college I played outside linebacker.
0: Nice. Nice. That's fun. Outside linebacker is a fun ass position. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, it was. It was, it was hard though, because yeah. I went from playing inside my whole life to then rushing the passer mm. on these six four, six pound mammoth tackles. And yes, I'm a little bit undersized for that position. I was about, I'm about six, one. And playing I was like 225 230 but I mean you think of your prototypical edge rushers those guys are long and lean things that I was not so it was a challenge but I embraced it and uh, it was a lot of fun
0: it's funny though because if you go to uh to Marcus's Twitter page which is m d g a l i e if you go there you'll actually see his his profile picture is like him and his family or something and there's him and his family; those are two things of the same size. He is the same size as the rest of his family. Uh, if you stacked them all up and like mushed them together, they'd be no right. bigger than him. It's kind of like fuck. He's like, I'm kind of undersized, fucking Hulk over here. Anyway, you know, it is what it is. What are you gonna do? These fucking football football guys. You know, I played I played a uh, quarterback and and uh, beat up on defense. I used to play some DN, but you know, hey. Uh, the, the game is so fun, and that's what draws us all together. That's why people are listening right now because we are just, you know, it's just in our blood. I, I, I told you pre show, like, I'm like, I can remember loving the game and wishing I could play before I played, and then loving the game and wishing I could play after I played the game. We talked about having dreams about the damn sport. It's just, uh, it's just a special sport. Once you get to play it, uh, it, it, it just gets in your blood and it never goes away, eh?
1: I think what makes it such like a bond and so special of a sport is because like the act of like contact, like running full speed into someone is not a natural thing to embrace. And you get a lot of people who play for one year, grown up, middle school, and then they quit because it's not for you. So the people that can really like grind through that, stick it out, like, there's just a mutual respect, really, from everyone who plays for a while. It's like that's right. You're probably one tough sob, and then you kind of just gravitate towards each other, and then that's that. That's my
0: take. yeah. That's like, right. It's
1: not yeah.
0: No, that's right. I mean, I can remember like double sessions before you know b- before the season in high school. I can remember this vividly. You know, I had a couple buddies, of course, on the team. We would we would go out in the morning session in August in the fucking Northeast, where it's just you know. 90 degrees and humid and we'd just be you know thrown up all over the place and and we'd go for the morning session we we'd we'd walk back to his house my, my, my friend's house you know and there'd be like three or four of us guys you know at his house and we'd literally just crash somewhere in his like you know in his bedroom area he would of course get the bed i would get like a fucking corner of the floor and we would just sleep like middle of the day and there'd be four like teenage boys sleeping like that's not what teenage boys do, but it's just such a fucking grind. And then we'd wake up, get our shit back on, and go out for the afternoon session, which is like, game. like, are you kidding me? Like, this is not normal. This is not what people do. You know, uh, I was just double sessions. I remember hearing about it when I was a little kid. My brothers would be playing football, so it's like, oh shit, that's what this was. That's what they were talking about. And it was like, it's just if you're not loving it, you're not going to do it anymore because it's too hard.
1: Yeah, and i mean you said it well it it's a lot of work to put in if it's not really something that you want to be doing like the practices the just the physical strain the lifting the meetings like once you get to college it turns into a freaking job between meetings film lifting um doing like community service things that the team has to do like it's really a 365 day thing especially once you get to the summer too with their workout programs but uh i loved it i loved it man that's right and and
0: and then you factor in tech mobile and you know madden all the way through all the all the stuff it's like it just becomes you know the the schematics of it was always something that i loved you know as a as a quarterback and just the way i see things i'm a strategist uh which was what makes me great at dynasty um i i saw the game I saw all 22, you know, I saw it, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. that was something that, you know, was like a gift for me. I was like, just don't kill me. And I can probably get the ball there. I think I can do this shit, you know, it's like, so, you know, that's really fun. And, and then of course, all the pressure, you know, it feels like that, you know, especially in high school, the whole town, obviously, if you play major college football, imagine what it's like to play in Alabama, the roll tide and, you know, 90,000, hundred thousand people in a stadium and millions Uh, You know, all over, just know who you are. And if you make one little mistake, you're you, you know, you're chastised. It's this whole pressure. And that pressure is is fun. You know, the lights, the whole idea of it. It's just a beautiful, beautiful game. And that's why we're all here. But I won't wax poetic anymore about that. Maybe just maybe people did come to hear us talk about that. But uh, that's about enough of that. I do want to ask you a few questions, especially because you are our new doctor of physical therapy here at the Andropos. I want to ask you some more about a couple of players I have in mind, starting with Jonathan Taylor. But We're going to do that right after this. Welcome back. and And I did mention, I wanted to talk to you about actual fantasy football here. And so, you know, you're obviously a meathead we've we've cleared that up you know but uh, you're to a, you degree, also, yes. to a degree but you've also gone through like you know fucking 20 years of schooling seven years of college or whatever to get your doctor of physical therapy you work in you know in the in the medical uh field now uh you, you know you're not with a, a football team you're with the undroppables which obviously is more prestigious but i would ask you i would ask you based on what you know you know with, 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 with the injury, of course, and with Jonathan Taylor's situation, can we expect him back sooner or later? Is this something that you think might – I don't know. Because it's kind of a big play for us, all of us, whether it's redraft or dynasty, as to how we play this Jonathan Taylor thing, especially if you're not holding the bag of Zach Moss.
1: Right. And I personally think had they not paid him a contract, he probably wouldn't even need this surgery. I mean, he's a running back. I'm, I've seen running backs. You can even go back to last year in the Ohio State Michigan game. Donovan Edwards put a club on his hand and ran for two hundred yards against Ohio State. Like,
0: <laughs> right? You you yeah. don't
1: need like you could club an injured thumb and play running back. Yeah. Um. But a because they invested in him. B, because they do have actually a realistic chance of making the playoffs.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, because it's a pretty short recovery, they do have Zach Moss who's played well yeah. for them. They're like, hey, we can steal a game or two maybe with him. If we sneak into the playoffs, we'll have Jonathan Taylor back healthy. I think that's more so of the reason why they went the surgical route. But uh, I think I read two to four weeks. I couldn't yeah. find the exact injury. It is a thumb injury. In terms of what ligaments or whatever, it, it doesn't really mean much to the average fan, so I'll spare,
0: spare Yeah, spare us the but details.
1: But it will be interesting to see from a um, ball security standpoint. Obviously, yeah. you talk about your three points of contact. You got your hands, elbow, and then against your body. But your thumb, like imagine holding on to a football with four fingers rather than yes. the thumb. That's going to be interesting. And God, you watch these games now. Teams are so good at punching yes. the ball. It's actually insane. Like, yes. I appreciate it too because I played defense, but like watching how good they time the punches, and it's like right as the person's going down and the ball comes away a little bit, boom, in comes a fist. But that's what I would be more concerned as, as like a Colts fan, more than as a Dynasty owner, fantasy football, he's going to be just fine. Yeah. But as a Colts fan, you, you really got to watch that ball security because your thumb is an integral part of holding on to the football. And we know how important. Turnovers are, or the lack of turnovers are, in the playoffs, especially. So
0: yes, yeah, I uh, I'm I'm very very hopeful on a couple of JT teams. Although I would imagine a lot of JT teams maybe didn't uh, didn't advance in in redraft. It's more dynasty, I would think that uh, you know those teams are more likely advancing and with a with a prayer. Um, You know, the other guy that I'm actually really scared about, I had advocated for Austin Eckler as a buy. Uh, earlier in the season when he was coming you know when he was injured I I said when he comes back you know he's gonna be he's gonna you know he's gonna get healthy at some point and and his schedule is cream puff city down the stretch we've seen Austin Eckler be great he's come back from injury before like he's just a tough dude he's he's a he's, he's a you know PPR magnet I was really excited to see you know Austin Eckler's schedule down the stretch man, they just scored six fucking points against my awful, awful New England Patriots. He's been clocked on the, you know, the, the, whatever the, you know, the speed uh, out on the field is like at like 12 miles an hour or whatever. I'm sure it's not that, but like, he's not moving fast. It does not look good. He looks slow. He's getting caught from behind by like 300 pound linemen. It is not good. And I'm wondering if, if you feel the basic question I would ask is, Do you think this is like the end of the line for him or no, he was hurt high ankle, whatever it was. And he's going to be back next year, you know, same old guy. I mean, obviously it's impossible to know, but just gut feeling based on what you know, what do you think here?
1: So let me just preface this by saying the running back position is hard to diagnose regardless of injuries to begin with, because you see people who are like the top of the league and fall off an absolute cliff within True. two years, and they're out of the league. Let two recent people that come into mind: Jordan Howard, led yeah. w- pretty sure he led the NFC in rushing, and then two years later, irrelevant. James Robinson, yeah, uh, absolutely torched his rookie year. Unfortunate injury. His second year comes back in his third year as fantasy RB three after week four, and then it's not even. He's on the Packers who yeah. promoted him from the practice squad. Like he's been I'm on four friend. teams in one year. So yes. it's, it's really hard. Leonard Fournette, position. Todd
0: Gurley. Right. I mean,
1: you could. You the know. list goes on. You could, and,
0: and a lot of them are injury based or, or just age based. Yeah. I mean, clearly the, the cliff, I think what you're getting at is dude, he could be fine. And the cliff could be here. We don't know. I mean, but you know, sometimes I wonder like, you know, you look, because you played, you also understand it. Like guys are broken. You know, like I remember when I was like a, a, a freshman or so, a freshman in high school, I, I remember going in the you know first time in a high school locker room and guys were just fucking wrecked. I was like, holy shit. These guys are fucking destroyed and they're playing. Yeah. And I was like, wow, it's a dude.
1: brutal, brutal game on the body. And yes, the thing the thing what's tough about Eckler is because he's he not the biggest guy. Yes, that's the thing. So he's about five, eight. 210, 215, he's an absolute specimen, but yeah. for NFL players, like he's tiny. And yeah. his game was running routes out of the backfield, quick yes. explosive cuts, like that's what yes. made him a mismatch. And that high ankle sprain, you know, I'm sure he's still in some pain. You know, he went on yeah. IR, I, I think, or he missed four games. But um, you know, I'm sure it still doesn't feel great. And for him to no. cut and constantly plant, explode, Get in and out of routes with linebackers covering him. Like, if he's not able to do that to the best of his ability, like, you see then what he becomes because he can't get away with it because he's not Derrick Henry's size or AJ Dillon or Najee Harris's size, where they're just so damn big that it doesn't matter. Right. Um, So, that was a big part of his game that is now hampered by this injury. Now, my guess is he'll probably be like the season will end he'll rest it for quite some time. He'll rehab it cuz like football is his job, right? So all he's going to do is get right for next year. I wouldn't be too worried about it for next year, but again, the, that cliff comes anywhere and everywhere for any running back regardless yeah. of age or injury and sometimes you just don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah, he you're right about the one thing is like his his game is predicated on that the sort of physical gifts of quickness and explosion. It, because he was smaller and you know look it was pass catching ability pass volume too from a mm-hmm. check down uh you know quarterback like uh like Justin Herbert not not to say that he's just a check down player he throws the ball down the field I just mean he's more likely to check it down than run with it um uh, and you know for all those reasons I mean he was very very valuable 10 targets a game sometimes um you know look if the targets are still there great but if they're not gaining any yards on those targets. Uh, they're likely to diminish, and he's likely to diminish. I am petrified of Austin Eckler right now uh, as a dynasty asset. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's just, uh, you know, it, it's not the injury. It's the it's the accumulation of all those injuries that make him now just simply less than uh, going forward, which is a, a big fear of mine at this particular point.
1: Yeah, and plus people freak out, at least in the couple leagues I'm in, about age. He is 28. Yeah um and one of my i'll touch on it a little bit in dynasty for running backs especially i'm big on try to get rid of them a year early than a year late like you can deal with a year of austin eckler maybe being a top six running back not on your team but then maybe the following year he falls off like i traded dalvin cook two years ago for a haul and like last year he was very good now he's useless so i'm like I win. Like, I, yes, I yes. suffered through one year of him being pretty dang good, but I got a nice return for him and now he's unplayable. So
0: that's right. Yeah. That's that, that is actually, you know, that's literally Dynasty Game Theory 101 is to definitely, you know, sell early rather than sell late. You know, if you're in a lot of leagues, uh, like I'm in, I, I've got a couple of Dalvin Cook shares that are literally rotting because he's droppable. At this particular point, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. even obviously in redraft leagues, he's droppable. He's not even rosterable. But I'm talking about like in deep dynasty leagues, you, you're looking at picking up like a CJ Bethard. You look down your team, you're like, "Fucking Dalvin's fine. I can just drop his ass." <laughs> right. Like nobody yeah. might pick him up. You know, it's like that's where he's at. This fucking guy. You know, yeah. So, um, I think, uh, I you know, as much as you know, people don't really like to talk about fucking injury doc bullshit and you're not really that guy so i wanted no, to have I'm, a little bit of a i'm
1: not yeah i yeah. i like to talk about it like i know about the injuries um i, I do the same thing with my patients in the hospital like i'm not going to tell them the like medical terms of everything what's going on i'm going to say it in a way that they're going to understand and then now use that to help them get better like i could tell you about the specific surgery jonathan taylor had and what they did and what they connected and blah blah but you don't care like How's that no, no, going to affect How's that going to affect him playing like as a football player? And like that's it, right. where like I'll touch on it. Like I do know obviously more medical terms like that's what my degree is in, but I like to kind of and I'm not huge into like the research part. It just takes a lot of effort to do reading and I really appreciate that like those people are amazing that can do that. I can't do that. Like I'm better yeah. on interactional <laughs> levels like I love working with patients like that's where I thrive. So that's kind of, I'm not going to be like the super geeky injury analyst doc. I'm going to kind of combine my playing experience with my medical experience and kind of approach it from
0: that way. That'll be fun to see. And uh, I'm excited to see what you do with that. So definitely take that and run with it. But on that, in, in that vein, you're more of a football guy. So let's have, before I let Hell you yeah. go, and we're going to talk a little bit about the the top of the NFC, because first of all, Michael P. Duncan was in the green room, but now he's – the green room is red room. It's now not the green room anymore. It's the red room. So now Michael P. Duncan is listening in the red and gold room because the 49ers went in there and kicked the ever-living shit out of the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, that line, they were favored by – it moved all the way to three and a half. Uh, Mm -hmm. 49ers were favored over the Eagles. All of us, you know, geeky-ass motherfuckers – Thought that was too too a bridge too far. The money, you know, all the sharps was on the, you know, on the on the Eagles, and turns out that line was spot on, if not if not too 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 short. Um They went in and kicked their ass, bro.
1: When their offense has all its pieces, my goodness, yeah, holy heck, is Debo Samuel special with the ball in his hands or what? Holy crap! Yeah. Not even to mention you got Brandon Ayuk. He's having a top 15 fantasy season, but in general, uh, you you probably can't name 15 wide receivers playing better than him in the whole league. Not even that's right. Fantasy. Then you got Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle coming to the party too. Like, Oh my God, they are, they are a force to be reckoned with when yeah. healthy firing on all cylinders.
0: Yeah. Both offensive line and defensive line are top in the league or, you know, amongst the top in the league, They've got great run after catch players in Kittle and Debo. Obviously, the most dynamic weapon out of the backfield in McCaffrey. And look, I, I've said it, you know, obviously, Ayuk is, is great. You know, I've said it, but like Debo and Kittle are my two, like two of my fucking favorite players. I mean, if you watch football or play football or do anything with football and you don't like Debo Samuel, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, how He's is a that?
1: Savage. Yeah. Yeah
0: he's fun fucking, to watch for sure yes i mean it's so awesome and and when he has games like he had you know where it basically looked like and, and, and i know people will think like it's the pros they don't think this way i'm telling you right now dudes did not want to tackle him they don't they don't want to tackle him
1: no and from a because at the end of the day all these dudes are human it's yeah. like the same thing when you see derrick henry's big ass running the open field and you You're see like, no thank you see a that. safety like kind of coming up like you have to make a mental decision, like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. I have to run full speed into this dude who is two hundred and twenty pounds of pure muscle, and it's going to hurt." And your yeah. brain's like, "You're not. I'm not letting you do that." And you have that like little conflict. And by that point, he's by you. you get yeah, he beat you him. anyway.
0: Yeah, do You're it. beat so, anyway, Chief. Yeah, no more thinking right. about it. You're by. It's true. It's exactly that because you're like, uh, wh- how do I do it? Because I don't want to be embarrassed too. Even if you're not afraid, you're, you're afraid to be embarrassed, which is fear in and of itself. You're not afraid. Oh, he's going to hurt me. It's not like that. It's more like, oh shit, that's Debo. It's it's just this like, uh, fuck yeah. dude. You pause for one
1: him. second yes. and you're, you're toast.
0: You're toast. That team is so good. So, I mean, I think it's kind of clear that the 49ers are the, uh, are the favorite to win it all. Would you agree with that?
1: the nfc or just every like the whole everything Super Bowl, yeah the
0: whole thing
1: uh yeah i mean they've they've looked the most complete team the afc is kind of falling apart with injuries one one team at a time it seems like and uh i mean the 49ers absolutely steamrolled the other top two nfc teams so barring injury yeah you you gotta think they're the favorites probably at this point
0: yeah, I mean, I think if you, you know, quarterback agnostic, if you just take the quarterbacks off all the teams, what's the best roster? It's the 49ers. Um, I think the mm-hmm. only, you know, question you could have, and I think it's a valid question. You know, I heard Colin Coward utter this stuff, which was kind of interesting because I don't always agree with him. But he, he was just talking about how, you know, Jalen Hurts has been dynamic when their team is down, uh, you know, trailing and late. So fourth quarter, late, and trailing. Jalen Hurts has been dynamic and, and dominant, whereas Brock Purdy has not been. Okay, well, that's interesting. That 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 is actually a little bit true, that if you think about the 49ers, they're a little bit more of a front-running team that doesn't have a prolific quarterback. They have the, quote-unquote, ultimate game manager. Now, uh, that's not said with slight to Purdy. I think he's fucking awesome doing so. But mm. in doing so... He's like, if they get into a, a a weird script where they you know they get down, maybe throws a pick six, and but now they're down fourteen, nothing that is not going to be optimal for the 49ers. I think you know I think at the end of the day, they would probably just continue to play the way they play, but it's not going to be perfect right. for them if they find themselves trailing late in the game.
1: No, I agree, and kind of like what you said, they might just continue to run on the same script because yeah. When those plays are humming, they're going to put up points. Or like They had a lead against the Eagles. They didn't change a damn thing, and they just kept scoring and scoring. What, they scored on six straight possessions or something yeah, like that? Yeah,
0: t- touchdowns, six straight. T- yeah, exactly.
1: And I think, too, they believe in their defense so much, even without uh, Hufanga, who tore his ACL. Like, yeah. Their front seven is so good that yeah. I truly think like they could be down 14-0 and honestly not give a shit. They might not yeah. be scared at all. They'll be like – the defense is gonna take the ball away twice like we're probably gonna score three times in a row here and be up by seven
0: that's right yeah I think they'll feel that way the only the only time I would I would challenge that is the later and later and later you go into the playoffs the more the the lights start to shine bright like in the Super Bowl that may be a little bit of a different uh you know calculus that, you know the yes. coaching starts to maybe we gotta oh my say, god
1: so your your buttholes get tight a little bit yeah man to, yeah man yeah that's absolutely. a real thing man you can see it in, in any sport like yeah. basketball hockey baseball football when you start getting deeper into the season man you see mistakes that are never normally made in the regular season
0: you can so. see it in players eyes they're like you know a little bit wider a little bit like more intense a little bit not as freewheeling you're like oh they're they're a little tight right now you can mm-hmm. feel it you know you can feel that the crowd is in a home team crowd in the super bowl it's like you know 50 50 it's you know, longer timeouts, more time to think about it, a little bit more time to talk about, should we do this, should we do that? I don't know. It's just a completely different type of setting, especially in the Super Bowl, but even in the championship games. You know, they're going to have to just make sure that they continue to play like they play. If they do, I think they're definitely the prohibitive favorite. You know, I I do think that the Eagles, man, they're secondary and they're basically just their pass defense. A lot of it's the linebackers, especially the way they match up with – um, you know, San Francisco, who has all these sort of run after catch guys, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, all across the middle, putting pressure on those backers to try and chase them. They may need to play them completely different. Uh, You know, I I, I don't know, you know, some sort of dime where they're just constantly putting you know smaller guys on the on the field daring san francisco to run the problem with that is they'll get run the fuck over likely but they've got to figure something out with this the back end of uh philadelphia's defense because they're getting passed on in a way that is i just can't imagine them winning all the way through and win the super bowl with that with that performance from the back end
1: re-watching bits and pieces of that game too they left their dudes out on islands for most of the like i'm not even talking about like corners covering one-on-one but there was a lot of throws to those the big three mccaffrey Kittle, and debo where it was single coverage one guy to make a tackle and if he didn't there was yards of space those guys are so good at like, yeah, you're playing with fire if that's how you yes. want to defend. Like, you want to put one undersized safety on Debo Samuel running across the middle, like, he's probably not going to get him down. <laughs> that dude is a tank. Like, yeah, and when he missed and it happened twice, he took it 48 yards to the house. Literally, yep. he touched the ball seven times and scored three touchdowns. Yeah, like, so again, I'm not like a defensive coordinator or anything, I don't know. <laughs> What schematically like they should change, but what they should not do is leave any of their defenders in one on one matchups over and over and over again because you're gonna get burned by them especially. Like other teams can probably get away with it, but not them.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And and I kind of wondered like the best plan for Philadelphia to win the Super Bowl is for someone else to beat San Francisco (laughs) before they get to them. You know, it's like Yeah.
1: And I mean Philly has a really good team, like a rematch would be tough for Sam Fran to do what they did the first time. I'm definitely not ruling them out, but uh, they gave up how many points at home? Forty two? What was it again? Yeah, in the I don't know. I'm not
0: looking. Yeah, too many. Yeah. yeah, not good. You know, and they'll likely have home field advantage. It'll likely be in Philadelphia again. I mean, you know, even if they lose to the Cowboys, which I they probably will at this point. I don't fucking know, but their their schedule's cream puff city after that. So. Hey, did you hear David Carr, what he said? Did you hear it or no?
1: I saw the like – I didn't watch the full clip, but I saw the little cut up. Something about like Mariota playing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I, I heard the quote or like saw the quote and I was like, oh, he couldn't have said that. And then I played it. And he basically was like, if they want to get Hurts healthy, they should bench Mariota. And I was like, oh, see he didn't say that. And then it was like he was keep talking about it. And he's like, yeah, if they really want to get him healthy yada yada yada, they have to have a conversation with Hurts and sit him down. And I was kind of like, well that's kind of bullshit to begin with, but he didn't really say the thing that I thought he said. And then all of a sudden he's like, and and also, I think Mariota is probably just playing better at running the offense than Hurts. I was like, wait, he did fucking he said that. He like he said that down he's probably yeah, I was like, yeah. wait, no, you, that's, get the fuck out of here. I mean, if they had, like, some backup that wasn't Marcus Mariota, I'd be like, well, maybe, but come the, get the hell out of here. So, anyway, David Carr, God bless you, bro.
1: Yeah, what's even wrong with Hurts? I didn't even know he was hurt, to be honest. You
0: know, it's been, I don't know either, it's been, I, I don't know that they've disclosed it a few times. Like, there was one point, it was a couple of weeks ago, like, he went to, like, scramble I might have been – I can't remember what game it was, dang it. Uh, the old Man Brain, you know, it's filled with, uh, you know, bong rips and, you know, uh, hops and barley, all sorts of stuff up there just clogging up the works. But it was – again it doesn't matter. He was sort of going to scramble and he just gave himself up. And I was like, oh, that – Jalen Hurts doesn't really do that. He kind of just, no. you know, fucking fell down. He was like, yeah, fuck it. Um, you know, normally he, you know, stiff arm and try and get the corner, get the edge. But so I, I think something's bothering him in his, in his leg. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't, I don't think they've come out and say it specifically, but something ain't right. Um, and, you know, and, and I don't know if playing or resting is even going to make any of it better or not. So I'm not exactly sure they likely will get a buy and they may even have, you know, a weeks, whatever, 18 last week of the season. That doesn't matter. He may be able up. to get two weeks. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then will the play and we'll see how good he is, yeah, right,
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> as, well, as
1: if we don't yeah. already know year 10 in the league or eight or however long he's been yeah. in,
0: or son of a bitch. he's just not the guy. Did you see quarterback the Netflix show, dude?
1: So funny, yeah. I what's funny is it was three different tiered guys, it was obviously like the best, and then like average to above average in Kirk, and then like a dude who sucks. They were like, yeah. hey. Can you be our guy who like blows, but we just need to fill one more spot? Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. He probably can.
0: He's so he's just he just doesn't have the it factor for sure. He's just way too mild mannered, way too sort of he's just too like cool. He's a nice seems like a very, very nice person, right? Mm -hmm. But just not not enough.
1: Hey, there's nothing wrong with being a great college quarterback and just yep. not how many of them are there every year like yeah great college players doesn't translate in the nfl and that's fine that that's is absolutely
0: goes. the way it goes bro it's just that you know i mean you played at the college level and not even the highest level of college but when you go from you know your high school playing days to your college or whatever anytime you step up you're like holy shit it's such it's all a jump of, it's such yeah. a jump yeah yeah It's such a jump. And so the pros is the same thing. I mean, it's a fucking huge jump.
1: Yeah. Like we had a guy just real quick. I know you got to get to Tommy, but we had a guy who I played with. His name was Lorenzo Jerome. And by far the most dynamic athlete I ever played with. He was incredible. We played the university of Montana um, and he had 10 tackles, two interceptions, a punt return for a touchdown and a kick return down to the three yard line. Yeah and he ended up getting invited to the combine he didn't get drafted but he actually signed with the 49ers um and he played like three or four regular season games due to injury but i think he only lasted like a season or half a season then he got cut and now he plays in the canadian football league but the fact that someone like that i saw with my own eyes like i played on his team he was that good and he can't even like cut it on an NFL <laughs> right, roster. Right. Yes. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the that's the comparison I use. Yes. And I'm just like, these guys are so good at football. Like it's it's ridiculous. <laughs>
0: yes. yes. Absolutely. Yes. It's the it's the old, it's the running back thing I say all the time where it's like, you know, you watch a guy get the edge and it's like, oh, it looks fast. I'm like, who is the linebacker there? I don't know. Like I don't know, but he may or may not have been an NFL linebacker. Like whoever it was in you know college. Like you know you'll see a play or you know against. Uh, I'll I'll piss off Hutchinson, you know, against Purdue, obviously <laughs> you know, some scrub linebacker from Purdue and he just takes the corner. It's like you, you just don't know. And then you get to the league. It's like every linebacker runs four, five, four, six. It's like so you're not going to just get the corner because every linebacker is that fast. Like it's just the way it is.
1: So I, I'm going to even tomorrow. So our teams are, are playing tomorrow. Oh, God, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to offer you a challenge tomorrow. I want you to just just start paying a little more attention to when someone catches the ball in what looks like open space. Yes. Just pay a little more attention to how fast that gets taken away.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And when you start seeing like eight, nine yards of space and then the the ball carrier gets one yard on the play, you're like, oh, my God.
0: Yes. By the way, two seconds before I let you go. I am old enough to remember when tonight's game, because we're recording this on Wednesday night, but it'll come out tomorrow when tonight's game, the the Patriots versus the Steelers would be must see TV. That's how old I am. Can you imagine?
1: Oh, you mean like six years ago? Yeah.
0: It's so stupid. This game is going to be atrocious.
1: I feel bad for the rest of America. That's going to turn on Amazon prime at Uh, 8.15 Eastern time and suffer through three hours of Mitch Trubisky and Bailey Zappi.
0: It's going to be so good. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be so bad. It's going to be worth watching. It's
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Somehow it's going to be like, it's going to be just like, you know, cover your mouth embarrassment. Um, but, uh, good luck to you. I, I, you know, ironically, I will be cheering for the Steelers. Better draft Uh,
1: pick at that point. Of course. I want
0: Caleb. I I want Caleb. Anybody who doesn't want Caleb is just getting fatigue of prospect fatigue. It's Caleb Williams. Yeah. Stop the nonsense. He's the first overall pick. How about the fact that uh, Travion Williams, I don't know if you saw it, is reportedly, uh, not not for sure, going back to Ohio State. And earlier in the year, uh, Caleb was said to potentially be going back to USC if he doesn't like where he ends up. And all of this NIL deal stuff where these guys are getting paid now creates some insulation for them so that they don't necessarily have to turn pro so quickly. Whereas before it was like, dude, I need to get my fucking money, You know, my family, the thing. I need to secure my future. What if I get hurt? Yada, yada. Mm -hmm. I got no money. I got no security. I need to get this done right away. I got to come out as a junior no matter fucking what. Now, especially the good players, not necessarily the scrubs. Maybe the scrubs are coming. Hey, man, I need to get my money. I ain't got no nil deal. I'm a fucking you know backup linebacker. I'm, I'm I run a four or five. I'm gonna go run that combine, get myself right. drafted in the third round or some shit, you know. Um, but these big dogs, fucking Caleb is multi millionaire right now. He could play another year, get more multi million, uh, you know. So I wonder if that's having something to do with it. What are your thoughts?
1: I think it's enticing to a degree. Maybe more so for a quarterback than a running back because, like, yeah. you can't really get tackled as much. Yeah. But a running back, like, you only have so many carries. Like, not to beat a True. dead horse, we talked about this already, but we see the cliff. It comes at various ages for different people. Todd Gurley was like the yeah. cream of the crop and then retired at age 25. Like, if you're Travion Henderson, you played three full seasons in the Big Ten. Like, Dude, yeah. declare, go to the league.
0: And, and like, by the way, the dead horse is actually Austin Eckler. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Austin Eckler, dead horse in the lead for show title. Mr. Marcus Gailey, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. You are outstanding. I appreciate you, man.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, so this was, this was a fun podcast. I'm glad I got to do it and hopefully we can run it back again someday
0: absolutely i'll have you on again we'll do uh we'll get you a little bit more uh you know prepped up for some stuff maybe we'll do uh we do an uh annual nfl draft show um you'd be oh, perfect yes. for yes
1: yes please right. absolutely yes please so okay. it's a
0: lot of fun we we we've done it a few years in a row now where we do uh you know uh, each each guy takes a couple of teams like if there's five of us each guy gets five teams or you know what i mean and so okay. yeah so you draft for five different teams and you know, we, yeah, so it's like a four five, six man show, whatever, however, we divide it up. So, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you'll make the cut for that one. That's, a, that's a fun oh, show to do. It's a fun crossed.
2: show to do. That yeah. sounds fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. And we don't do what we think will happen. It's not like a mock draft, like, oh, I think they'll do this. It's what you would do if you were the fucking GM of that team.
1: That's a good spin. Okay, that's it's a good spin. Yeah. It's a
0: lot of fun because then you—it's your opinion. Fucking tell me what you do. I think they'll right. probably go linebacker. He's like, "Fuck you." Would you take a linebacker, motherfucker? <laughs> no, <laughs> right. I wouldn't do. You know, it's right. like right. Yeah. So there you go. So anyway, cheers to you, brother. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming out here, man. The people are going to love you. They're going to go see your gigantic self and in, in your family on your Twitter page. Go <laughs> click the follow button. Go interact with Marcus. He's a fun time, and uh, we're happy to have you at the Undroples. Thanks, buddy.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. Anytime.
0: And welcome back to the program. That was pretty awesome seeing Marcus come out here. And and as promised, second half of the show is just me and Chalk. Uh, I know some of you were expecting Tommy this evening, but nope, uh, I've replaced him. He tagged out, he tapped out. And I'm, I've got Chalk for the evening. So Chalk, you know, it's funny because we were talking about, you know, the I ended with Marcus talking about the 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 fact that we might see more players return to college because of the NIL deal. I mean, I don't know how much of an impact it has. It's got to have some impact, right? It's got to have some impact that these guys are sitting there going, hey, man, I can make – even if it's 500 Gs, like, I mean – I know that maybe 500 Gs isn't as much as what they could make in the pros. Maybe it is. What you know, maybe the money's more in the pros, but maybe they're just like, screw it. If I'm going to get 500 Gs, I might as well just stay or whatever. So it doesn't even have to be this multi-million dollar deal, like two million or 1.4 million or something like that from an NIL. They can just be getting some money, and it's still enough to maybe hold them to the the, the passion and the willingness and the desire to stay and play college football one more year, eh?
2: Yeah, it is kind of curious though, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, I think you bring a good point up with the NIL and how that's changed, you know, college athletes, you know, willingness and ability to stay stay longer. And, and, and you know what? I, I think staying in school longer is is, is probably a, a good thing for these athletes, right? Ultimately, it gives them, you know, long-term stability and flexibility. But, um, you know, we're not here, like you famously say, to talk about uh, education <laughs> or uh, higher <laughs> education. But, um no, but, you know, going back to, you know, to Henderson and, and what's going on, you know, I think the NIL stuff does affect it. Although, uh, you know, it is interesting because if they're not making a couple million dollars on an NIL deal, then, you know, is it worth the injury risk of staying yeah. in school another year and yeah. then potentially foregoing? I mean, I guess even on the rookie pay scale, you're not becoming that rich either right away. Yeah. But especially at a running back position, right? Like, Wouldn't you want to get into the yeah, league and
0: get earlier second contract? I mean, if you're signing your second yeah. contract at 24 instead of 26 or whatever, you know, it's like you probably have a better second contract, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you there. I just wonder. I mean, you know, I mean, look, Travis Etienne did it. I, I, I sort of just said on Twitter, I said, you know, um, Travion's pulling a Travis Etienne. And, and, and it is. It feels like, oh, my gosh. You know, I mean, we all thought Etienne yeah. and Najee were coming out. And they didn't. And Chuba was part of that class that, you know, he chose to stay back to. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of interesting to watch running backs stay. And you're like, bro, go get that dough. And uh, I, I guess there's I, I, I can't imagine because, I mean, if it was my son, I'd be like, listen, go get that money. Let's go get that bread. You know, this is this is your opportunity you're healthy and you know, you're going to be a second round pick or whatever the case is. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he was not told that he wouldn't be picked with a premium pick or something. Like that. I, I, I don't I don't suspect that at all. I think this is one of those, you know, like I said, Travis Etienne situations where he just wants to stay and, and compete for a national championship. I, I don't know. I mean, who knows, but yeah, it does I mean, kind of, it's, yeah. So mean, go ahead.
2: No, no, no. I think it's cool though. I think it's cool for college football. And I mean, given what's going on in that sport, um, you know may- maybe some positive news you know isn't a bad thing
0: it thins out that running back class uh you know next year which oh, was does. already yeah. looking pretty you know pretty uh pretty soft as it is so i mean now with you know i was on theo's show this morning uh you know you, uh, you, i don't know if you caught it whatever but you know if you catch it it was you know we were both saying that travions are our, our running back one and maybe the only you know premium back really in the class that we could see it so far so it's like you know, you lose that now that that running back class is really, really uh, slim. And, you know, so speaking of running backs, uh, you know, uh, Marcus and I talked about Eckler and JT. And I know you and I sort of think of it from a from a strategy point. And, you know, I opened the show this 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 week sort of talking about, you know, identifying where you're at. You made a great trade, by the way, in uh, in one of the leagues we're in together. Uh, You know, I saw chalk pull the trigger on a Zach Moss deal. I think it was Zach Moss for essentially maybe a third or two, two thirds maybe. Was that what it was? It
2: was a, it was a third and a fifth? But yeah, um, third I think yeah. it was, but it was. I think it was someone else's third. So it might have been like an earlier third or yeah. But still, mid-third. any third
0: for Zach yeah. Moss right now, I think, is a really, really good trade for a contender. And it got you thinking. Well, first of all, it is your strategy, but it got us talking, you know, in private, and now we're doing it on the airwaves about you know the idea of. Oh, I want to go all in and win. Zach Moss does that. I mean, he's the type of player. You know, you were you were bringing up some others, and we'll talk about some others in just a moment. But you know, let's talk first about the strategy there because I think that's probably more important than the player. We can talk some, about some of the players, but but mention the strategy thought process there, my friend.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, I think. I mean, of course, this time of year we're entering Week 14, right? We're about you know, it's about playoff time, and people are starting to leverage. Um, You know their, you know their leagues and, and their teams, and figuring out, you know, am I a contender? And you know, am I going to push my chips in for for a run at this and and go for it? And you know, I, I've done this many times, and I think I see it all the time is, you know, we see people who think that they're ready, and they start to spend draft capital pretty freely and uh, start upgrading their roster. Uh, only to fall short, and and then they have an aging roster with with no capital, and then it's like kind of like stuck in this purgatory. Yeah, and and then it got me thinking about okay, well, what's an alternative? And it's not like this is a novel concept, but and I know people have done this, but for me, right, really, really attacking the leagues with this kind of mindset, which is, how do I go kind of this all in approach, but look look at players like a Zach Moss, like maybe like a Jerome Ford, right, like these you know Keaton Mitchell guys who are. Who are you know, productive and Keaton Mitchell, maybe not the best example because he's younger and you know, he has a yeah. lot of hype in dynasty circles. So, but like a Zach Moss who's been right, like he's been passed around and, and, and left for dead more than once. Um, but you know, these guys who, that you know, maybe they're maybe some you know, rebuilding bottom feeder team has them and they just kind of had them stashed and just at the bottom of the roster for, for years now. And now all of a sudden, someone's coming along with a third round pick or you know, a third and maybe a fourth or. You know, you throw in some, you know, some kind of filler, just some pieces that you're gonna drop. Um and, and then and then you can get a Zach Moss that is gonna produce, yeah. right? He's in a he's gonna produce for at least two two to four weeks, probably most likely if the Colts aren't in it, I mean, why would JT come back anyways, right? So JT yeah. kind of saves himself his contract, right? Like gets the contract, kind of makes the point, right? And uh-huh. then like doesn't really play and doesn't get injured. I mean, isn't that – kind of? or oh, he got injured, but, I mean, doesn't get injured more se- seriously and then gets to, get, gets into the extension, right? Like, moves on. So
0: You know, I'm going to take Anyways. your point a little further, and it's it's also something that I'm sure you've thought of, but I'm going to say it, and you're going to be like, yeah, 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 that too, because here's the thing. Like, a lot of times, too, what we've been targeting as, as – if you're a, a contender in a league, who you've been targeting are guys who are s- certainly not making the playoffs. These two-win teams and what you're kind of – coaching them going, yo, bro, you need to rebuild or whatever. You know, don't you want to sell Gardner Minshew, man? You know, whatever, you know, whatever it is, right? You're like, you know, getting all those players off that team and, 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 and giving them younger assets or whatever the case. But now there's some other teams that are thrust into sell mode. And those are teams that were like, man, I'm going to make a run. And then they fell short. And now they've just been eliminated from the playoffs. And they're holding Zach Moss. And they're like, fuck, I don't want Zach Moss. They Zach Moss was not available at all and just became available or Jerome Ford or whomever, right? There are players now on teams where they're like all of a sudden become like, I don't want this guy anymore. You know, it's like the Mike Evans type of player when they don't make the playoffs. It's like, oh shit, what do I want Mike Evans for? I mean, now's the time to sell him because I'm not making the playoffs and – you know, he's worth something now because he's producing, but in the offseason, he's not going to be worth anything. I better get off him right now. So they're, they're pressed into sell mode, you know, on on a, on a number of different players that you may be able to get a, a, I don't know about a discount, but you may be able to get that weren't available a week or two ago. So those are also teams that you can now start to talk to that you couldn't talk to before because they were previously your competitors.
2: Yeah, that's such a great point um yeah because because the market is so fluid right and at this time of year i mean i was in a league actually today and i'm like right there on the sixth seed and it's like if i if i and it's it's like the extra game against the median, like the victory points yeah so if i don't win both games this week I'm pretty much out of the playoffs right, right? like and there's a chance that there's a decent chance that I don't win both this week right <clears throat> which means I'm out of the playoffs even though I'm in sixth seed and I have a team that's, like, aging. And I'm like, I, have, I don't really have draft capital. I kind of went all in uh last two seasons. This, like this is a team I've been going after for, like, two years. And it's just, like, I just can't get over the hump, you know? Like, this year, it's, like, JT and Andrews and J- Deshaun Watson. And last year, it was, like, you know, it's like always oh, there's somebody, right? Like, the right. end of the season, you're just falling apart. And I'm, like, looking at my team, I got, like, Diggs and, you know, like, Keenan Allen. And I'm, like... Maybe I just got to get rid of some of these guys now. Like, yeah, it'd be nice to try and make another run next year, but like, dude, fast forward another 12 months. Like, I don't know, man. Like, if this team is going to be la- lasting there like that long, and then right. what are they going to be worth? Like, what are they going to be worth in three months? Like, nothing. So, yeah, that's a great point.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, Keenan Allen, you know, it could be worth a lot right now. And in, in literally in three weeks, he's worth far less. So, yeah. you know, that's certainly the case. For no trade deadline because there are different types of teams that will become, you know, that that were thinking they were contenders and are now not rebuilders, but certainly sellers. And that's a that's a big difference. You know, guys like Amari Cooper and, you know, Keenan Allen, all these older wide receivers for sure. Any of the running backs who have been thrust into action because of an injured player. Um, yeah, they're, they're all uh, viable buys. I know certainly there's a lot of teams that could have been rostering any one of these quarterbacks that have been hurt along the way. Maybe they patched it together. Who knows? Maybe they're patching it together with Trubisky. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, I patch it together with Trubisky. Wait for this. And then all of a sudden Burrow or who knows what, right? There's just a million different, you know, combinations of a good team that could be looking for a quarterback. You got, you know, Browning. I mean, this kid's, like, kind of good and – you know, you're like, uh, yeah. So there's just a lot of moving parts. So I do like buying on the cheap. I mean, I'm I'm in I'm in a league. I made a trade today. I meant it on the open of the show. You you didn't hear it because you weren't you weren't on the show yet. Um, but I'll tell you the trade. You can tell me what you think. I, uh, it's actually uh in the undrafted listener league, and I'm of course bottoming out. I've got a lot of picks though. I've got all sorts of picks. Uh, all uh, you know, every year from like f- next three years, I got all sorts. <laughs> of You know what I mean? I got no players, yeah. but I got picks. But I had um, Amon Ra, I traded him for for Tua with Chris, right? And so then Chris um, loses Trevor Lawrence recently here and got panicky, sends me Tua for Trevor straight up. And I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. I do have Trevor ahead in my dynasty ranking, so I guess mm-hmm. I should accept. But of course, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want to just flat accept. I need to get a little bit yeah. of profit. So I send them back. I counter. I'll give you uh, Logan Thomas. You give me Dulcich, and you give me a third. I felt like I can get younger okay, tight end. Like, yeah. I'll pick yeah. up a third. I probably could have small, maybe asked yeah. for more,
2: but yeah, you could have, you could have. But it's, it's 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 you weren't you weren't trying to like really juice him. You you're, you're no. gonna squeeze a little bit, but you weren't gonna like put him in the blender and <laughs> juice yeah, it. Yeah, you know? I,
0: I felt like yeah. hey, let's make a fair deal. I mean, obviously, you could go yeah. and just. Just torture that whole trade out and and actually yeah, course, ruin yeah. it sometimes because like you know what forget it i don't even want to fucking do it anymore yeah. you know you can do that you can you're like you know what fuck it i'll just yeah, talk to somebody
2: yeah, else but you know yeah because you know because sometimes like you don't really need to make the deal either unless it's like you know interesting like it's it's yeah. entertaining to you so yeah. yeah you'll push it but yeah you might lose a deal too yeah so yeah so yeah, getting I've a made, third and younger made tight deal. end that's great
0: i made that yeah. deal and, like you dude. know, that's a win win. Like it's a win for him because he gets the quarterback who's currently healthy and scoring points as opposed to the one that's not. That could be a problem the whole way through the playoffs. It could be like, oh, he played then he oh, re-injured cuts. Cut, like even if he plays, it's a problem for him. And I get the you know, I get the the guy I kind of prefer in a vacuum. And, and I was explaining to the to the listeners early on in my monologue that it was basically like. I, again, put myself – I'm not playing today. I'm playing tomorrow. So I literally have to put on my future goggles and go, what do I want in three or four months? And in three or four months, Dulcich greater than Arrow, greater than Arrow, greater than Arrow Logan Thomas because Dulcich will again have – look, I don't know if he's ever going to be good, but certainly the value of Dulcich will far out uh, exceed the value of Logan Thomas And I think the quarterbacks will be close enough. I mean, they'll be close to even, and I get a third. So for me, it's a win. For him, it's a win. It's that clear win-win deal, and I love those because it's like, I hope he wins it. Go get him, man. I don't give a shit. I'm not winning it. I'm not winning (laughs) it with with either guy, right? But I do improve my team when it does start mattering to me.
2: I love that. You know, I think you made a couple of really good points there. I mean, you even just with the quarterbacks, ultimately, right. Even if you have Tua ahead of Lawrence, right. You still, you still got, you know, you know, good deal. You still, you kind of still profited, right. You got, you got what you needed, right. You know, Lawrence ahead of Tua, then it's like, you know, even better, Uh, you know, to me, I think it's like, I mean, you could flip a coin, and I'd be I happy agree. with either quarterback. Totally. But then, um, but I think I think the bigger point that you make here, like strate- strategically, game theory wise, is, you know, this whole idea of like looking ahead, and we maybe this is the theme of what we're talking about today is, it's, you know, it's in three weeks, in two weeks, right, and like four weeks from now, like literally before the calendar turns, all these players' values are going to change. Like every place, every single player's value is going to change before the calendar turns. Like literally before we hit t- twenty. 2024, yeah, and players like Dulcich, or like the young rookies, you know, that we're looking at now, um, right? They're Mims, you know, like they're all going to be ascending in value, and the players like like you mentioned, like the Amaris and like the, the Keenans and the Devonta Adams, and you know, th- these are all great elite producers for years, and you know, rightfully so. But you know, you know, everybody has their day, and. You know, their values will, the market will dictate, right? And, and, right. and their values will drop, right? And it's like yes. kind of looking at that, right? And, so and it's And their their values
0: yeah. could presumably increase again, but it won't be until October of next year. You know, that's exactly. when Amari and or Mike Evans and or Keenan and or Devontae Adams will be like, oh shit, they're scoring fantasy points again this year? Oh my God, they're worth something. Yeah. But they're not worth yeah. anything during a rookie draft. Nobody's like, hey man, I traded the 111 for Amari. No one, no one's doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah
2: exactly so and that's what it is right like and you can sell now and you can you can buy back in even when it's kind of his their value is kind of peaking like coming back up but even then it's like it's still not going to be at where you've sold it right like right because their their value is going to drop so much from now until then like and then come back up that you know yeah anyway so yeah um there's some really good points that you made there about um just like kind of that forward-looking perspective, especially right now, like yeah, literally and, the and, next and, couple. And weeks. that's
0: when we talk about. I got into a conversation with Scott Connor a few weeks ago about buying production versus buying value, and he he um, had a little bit of a different take on the value. When I, when I say buy value, all I'm talking about is an ascending asset. There, in other words, I could care. Dulcich is worth shit right now because he's not playing. When he when they say, "Hey, Dulcich might play this week," he'll, his value will go up. Like, it, it will. It will just go up. I don't know how much, but it will go up. And there will be someone. And then, if by some chance he goes out and puts up six for eighty and a touchdown, his value goes way the fuck up. It's like, remember, Dulcich was supposed to be good. Now he's good. Now it's possible that he's a he's dog shit. Right? It's certainly possible. But even before we find that out, there'll probably be another time to sell. Even if I don't like the player, it's just that I'm buying value in Dulcich because his value is bound to go up because it can't get any lower. I tried selling Dulcich for to a good friend of ours, Dan Brown. I tried selling Dulcich uh, to him for likely Isaiah likely. And he was like, yeah, just not into Dulcich. I was like, and he's like two wins, and 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 I, no no knock on on Dan. He gets to have that opinion. He could voice it or whatever. But I was like thinking to myself, okay, well, likely turns into a pumpkin as soon as we go put the genie back in the bottle, and Mark Andrews comes back, and Dulcich could have a you know sort of a you know, a backfield to himself as the tight end one on on Denver come you know training camp of next year. I I I just think there's more asymmetrical upside with him. I thought I was giving him an opportunity there, but he didn't quite see it that way. Okay, right? You know, I mean, the the points did him no good. I was looking for the likely points, even though I felt like I was seeding the value because I'm paying high mm-hmm. on likely now, selling low on Dulcich now. You see what I'm saying? So I thought that was yeah. a win for him and a, and a good conversation for him to have with me. Um, obviously, he gets to and, and does disagree, you know?
2: Yeah, 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 and you know, and I think that that it kind of comes down to, um, and I, and I like how you kind of mentioned like you know both of these like these kind of quarterback quarterback tight end tight end comparisons because sometimes it does come come down to certain preferences or yeah. certain things that someone's seen in a in a uh, prospect. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you made some really good points, you know, and I think yeah, for me, I I, I attack the trademark the same way. You know, I tell my league mates, hey, if like, you know, this player's not doing you no good. You know, let me take him off your hands. I'll, I'll give you something in, in exchange that's not maybe pr- producing. You know, and, you know, many times it works, and there's going to be times where you know maybe like the personal preferences don't line up. Um, one trade I actually made recently, um, and it's kind of along the same lines of what you've been talking about. I want to get your thoughts. I didn't ask you yet bef- uh, about this, um, but I, it's a contender, right? And it's it's a pretty good team. Um, I mean, it's actually probably one of my favorite, my favorite teams and my, my tight end is uh, TJ Hawkinson, my starting yeah. tight end. And I traded away Hawkinson for uh, Sam Laporta straight up. I yeah. also have Trey McBride. Oh, um, Wow. So I, I, so I had Hawkinson and Trey McBride. And so I didn't need to get younger at, at tight end, wow, but I, mean, I just loved, I just love Sam Laporta. And I just feel like the next year, like a year from now, like, we're looking at Laporta, like continue to rise, like skyrocket. Like this is, that's what I'm betting on. I think you're, you've been on that train, um, for quite some time. Um, yeah, I think that's a great trade. I don't know. And I don't know. I just made that deal like straight up, just a straight swap.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great trade by the way. Uh, this is interesting. I just refreshed keep trade cut to see where he was at, you know, yeah, yeah, because I was going to comment on it and, (laughs) uh, you gave me the quiz Yep. It is, it is t- listen, it's Ty Chandler. This is like fucking live radio, baby. Ty Chandler, a 25 early third, or Greg uh-huh. Dulcich.
2: Oh, my goodness. It That's crazy. What's Dulcich
0: on me for? Uh, not- That's
2: crazy.
0: <laughs> what do you like? Ty Chandler, Dulcich, and an early third. 25 Dulcich, third. Dulcich, Dulcich. Then Dulcich. Ty Chandler, or then the early third? Early third? Third, then yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Delta early third. tight team. So I was like, whoa, that's kind of cool. But they do have uh, Sam Laporta as tight end one. Hawkinson tight end two. Let me ask you this. Who do you think is tight end three on, on keep trade cut?
2: Uh, not if you Mark Andrews?
0: It, it's Dalton Kincaid. Interesting. Hmm. So I would ask you in dynasty Dalton Kincaid, or Trey McBride? I answered I this K- on Theo's show, by the way.
2: I, I have Kincaid over McBride, but I, th- I think I could see the argument for McBride over him. But right now I have Kincaid over Mc, McBride.
0: I, I answered McBride. I, I think I had Kincaid over him too, and I just changed my rankings live on the show this morning. Because <laughs> I'm like,
2: I'm like doing it. It's, that's funny because, like, as you as you were saying that, like, I had just flipped in myself. On yeah, because my when I
0: asked you the question, you're like, "Oh shit, I think I think of it one way." And then you look at your rankings, you're like, "I disagree yeah. with myself." And well,
2: look, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. <laughs>
0: right? Because it changes fast too. I mean, but I think McBride. Is the is is the guy? I really do. I mean, so I think I think he's the tight end three. If you are discounting Andrews right now, I mean Andrews. By the way, who do you think's older, Kincaid or McBride?
2: King McBride's older, right? I think he's McBride's not. older.
0: No, he's not. Kincaid's a month older. They they both just turned twenty four.
2: Okay, so McBride's
0: pretty young. Kind of crazy, right? So I mean, then I definitely yeah. like. McBride as well, you know, I mean, like he's, he's young. So, I
2: mean, I mean, for me, I have Laporta, Hawkinson and Andrews in tier one, and then yeah. I have McBride, Kincaid in like tier two. Like yeah. that's. Yeah. Like,
0: and, and finally, of- finally the ship has sailed on Travis Kelsey tight end one. And I explained on the show oh, this yeah. morning. Yeah, no, I explained on the show this morning, I, I was going to keep Kelsey as tight end one until the moment that he was no longer a full tight end above the next tight end. You know what I mean? Like, Uh right. I mean, if he's just an elite tight end, like even if he's tight end one, like, uh, you know, in points scored, but he's not lapping the field. The day he stops lapping the field, he has to fall back because of age. The age was bullshit. If he's just going to be so fucking good that he's worth two tight ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. true. Yeah. Just give him to me until he doesn't do that anymore. The moment that stops, which has been this year, then he, then you have to take him out of there. And, and yeah, I, I think it's fair to have him probably behind all those guys. Like, so prob- what's that tight end six, you know, I think that's tight fair. end
2: six. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm, after this year, I mean, where is he going to be?
0: Yeah, definitely tight end six or lower. I mean, because now, <laughs> right now, you're like, okay, I get one, maybe two years of production here. That's all I'm getting. It's, it, it's knocking on Father Time's door here, so yeah.
2: really, really is, man. Like,
0: yes, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. He's like, I mean, yeah. You know, he's right there. I mean, Kittle is right there, right on his heels, right? Isn't it like? And then, like, what do we do with Kyle Pitts, man? Like, he's just tumbling, bro. Like, I don't even know. Like, like, he has nothing booing him up except rookie season at this I mean, point.
0: I hate to say this, it is zero shares zero cares motherfucker damn you
2: know, you know what's funny is i had zero shares zero cares until um i just started buying on the cheap you know I was like, yeah. oh, it's like oh he's like he's cheap you know like people yeah. are bailing on after a second year so i yeah. started getting him yeah, i don't have a buy lot window. i think i have like i think i have like two or three shares of him
0: it's probably a um, buy window honestly i mean it, it you know it really is i think you know someone who's hol- here's the thing someone who's holding Kyle Pitts, is fucking hates him right now. You know what I mean? And yeah, but
2: like yeah, exactly. But it's so, so crazy, crazy to think about it. Think about it. Like yeah. from his college and rookie season, like his value, yeah. right? And then I wonder how his keep keep trade cut chart looks like. It just must be just like a nonstop down just down yeah. down 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 yes. like just yes. never ending just <laughs> forever <laughs> just, forever. Right?
0: Yes. Like, his
2: value yeah. has just been dying. For years, like two two years now. I'm
0: going to his all-time thing.
2: <laughs> You're going to Yeah,
0: I mean, I guess there was a couple of spots where he spiked, but it's basically just been downhill the entire the entire time. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah, just I awful. Yeah, it.
2: it's down.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I, I think that was hasn't
2: been yeah. as fast as I would have expected.
0: No. But it's bad, man. It's really bad. I mean, obviously this year too was was brutal. Um because this year was like you, you turn around and it's like oh my god you know what wh- what is this guy doing like this guy's getting <laughs> out produced by John o. Smith I mean that's a fucking comedy you know that's a comedy
2: <laughs> it is man. right I'm laughing Ick, I'm laughing it's it's kind of funny so, but sad. I think
0: he's I think he's a buy back in you know I think you got to buy back yeah. in yeah and 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 not worry about it uh, too much because you know now he's priced like a regular tight end guy player guy fella you know like you could just buy him like a regular player which is what he's been the whole time he was the likelihood that he was going to come in and be travis kelsey was next to zero because the likelihood that travis kelsey was ever going to be travis kelsey was next to zero that's a that's a you know that's a a fucking lunar event it's like oh my god Uh, you know these things don't Mm -hmm. happen even you know, yeah. Injuries and everything. You know, Andrew starts getting going. He fucking hurts his foot. Like, there's just the the whole Travis Kelsey result is a one in a thousand if you run the sim. I mean, just absolute perfect run out for Kelsey the entire way. So that was never gonna be like like I that was the defense of Pitts as the one-on-one in all these leagues. It was it was like, dude, don't you want Travis Kelsey on your team for the next 15 years? It's like Fuck, of course, but that's not what's going to happen. Are you fucking idiot? You know, like that's yeah, because
2: there's only one per fifteen years, right? It's like it was like Gonzalez and Gates and then Kelsey, right? Like, it's like I mean, yeah. it's,
0: Gronk you just get one
2: like, every yeah. Gronk, oh, yeah, Gronk, Gronk, yeah, yeah. like yeah. he had ups and downs. Was, he was hurt.
0: Yeah. It was like fucking, yeah. you know, it, 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 the whole Kelsey thing. You look at the Kelsey run. It's just yeah. It's basically actually, it's Gonzalez and, and Kelsey. Those are the only two tight ends that ever did that. So two ever. Basically, yeah, I mean, yeah. Gates kind of, but, you know, even.
2: But yeah, but not, not, not as long as like Gonzalez and right. Kelsey, though. Right. That's, That's right. true. That's a really good point. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, long story short is, you know, th- and, and, and even lapping the field. I don't know that they were lapping the field. They were there were probably other tight ends just as good as them. The Kelsey phenomenon was also that he would so far exceed tight end two. Wasn't the stat that he was as far away from tight end two as tight end three was to like tight end. 15 or 20 or some shit last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, It was like this stupid fucking stat. And so when you see stuff like that, that, that's not typical getting, getting back to the running backs. I had a, a, Mm -hmm. another thought that, you know, it's the CMC thought. So I think it was, there was a conversation that I heard, uh, Theo Greminger cause I listened to the Scott Connor pod, uh, you know, with, with Theo and they were talking about, um, running backs and running back values. I got a question about this. So, so I'm curious what you think. One of the, one of the ideas was like, okay, these running backs are, you know, short lived. You never know what's going to happen. And then the second part of their statement a little bit was like that CMC was like dynasty running back, like five, six or seven, like behind ETN and Gibbs and, you know, all these, all these other guys. And I would ask you, where do you think uh, CMC is for you? Not tomorrow, but like today, right this moment, in your dynasty rankings?
2: He's my RB three. Yeah, and I would say maybe even like argument for like RB two.
0: Right, I think that's how I feel. Yeah. So, so, so my thought process is that you know we we tend to be so, um, in other words, we talk so much those of us who are pretty sharp at this about um, how we can't trust a running back farther than we can see. You know what I mean? Like you you just can't, you can't, which running back can you project into 2025? Like zero of them, like almost zero of them. I mean, I guess Bijan, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a very short project. Like,
2: yeah. I mean, like, you know, Brees, Gibbs. Yep. Etienne, A Chain.
0: Etienne starts to get a little bit. Hey, he's 24, right? I mean, it's not. Oh, like,
2: is, is, is he off the he, contract? Is I don't know, his contract like, up?
0: Right? I mean, it's like, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you and know, then, like, like easy, JT, 2025, JT? JT. You know, it's not very many. Is my Walker?
2: Point, right? Yeah, yeah, not many. Walker, not even. You can't
0: even project Walker into 2024 right now. Like, with mm. Charbonnet and what the fuck's going on? Like, so. Yeah, but Charbonnet saying,
2: hasn't looked that great, no, though. I mean, he looked okay.
0: No, no, you're right. But interesting. But, yeah,
2: but you're but good point though, right? Like it, it's not even ten. Like, it's like five, maybe.
0: It's, it's a it's a small handful, maybe. and even maybe the ones five. that you're like, you you make the case like Kenneth Walker. Of course, he's gonna have a job. I'm not saying like yeah, 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 anything. You know, obviously, I understand he's gonna be viable to some degree. But I'm talking about like you know
2: gonna be elite. Sixty percent, sixty percent, seventy percent carries. Like, yeah, touches. right. Yeah. So yeah. if
0: that's the case, and and I I agree with that who's going to be the 1.01 in redraft next year. Right.
2: (laughs) CMC. CMC.
0: What the fuck do you want? You get this year, win the title. And next year you get the 1.01. Like you got the guy like, right. I mean, if you're going to draft a running back, why not take that one? The one that is, look, I, of course, now I'm jinxing him. He's going to get hurt, but like he's got that year ahead of him. I, I don't, Look, unless he breaks down, wears down, or or, or injures himself, he's that guy next year. Am I, am what I do wrong? you What do you pay? Yeah,
2: no, I I love that. that's a great point. What do you pay for him right now in Dynasty?
0: I mean, so you're a competitor. You're you're winning the league, and and someone just says, "Hey, man, you know somehow I fell out of it. I had I had CMC. I thought I was going to make it. I just missed." I see you got Brees Hall. Oh I can't believe- you know what I mean? Straight up. I'm I'm probably not that good next year. Just give me Breeze. We'll do it even. I just want to get younger. Is it cool? No, I can't do that. I can't do a Breeze. See, that I, I think I can. You've, oh wow. Oh. I think I could do it. Like, cause cause especially if I'm a competitor. Because okay. like so. you're gonna give up Devon A-Chain. It's like, well, wait a minute, hold on. I'm trying to win right now. Who's who's if you're ranking for the rest of this year and you're trying to win? Who do you rather have, Brees Hall and that fucking awful Jets team or Devon A chain? Brees Hall. <laughs> no, you don't. You're not saying Brees Hall for the rest of the season. Oh, rest of the, yeah, oh, rest rest of the, of the season?
2: season? No. Oh, oh, sorry. A chain. Rest A-Chain. of the season. Rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. A- no, I'm just saying, yeah, like, rest
0: A-Chain. of the season. A- okay. Okay. So then, A-Chain. okay. The only thing that Brees Hall is, is hope for next year. I mean, and I understand, like, he's a talented player, but, like, What's even going to happen next year, where Brees is like the runout's going to be good for him, like Aaron Rodgers, obviously, right?
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's true.
0: Like it's, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. But, we we but, need it.
2: But even in a bad offense, Brees was still producing some pretty good numbers this year, right? I mean, yeah. I'm like I was saying it with like kind of mid level confidence, and that's that's like not even a year off of ACL. I mean, yeah, you know,
0: look, I love Brees Hall. Yeah, this isn't a knock, Brees Hall. This no, I know, is a, I
2: know. I, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm, I guess I'm trying to make an argument for why it is Brees Hall, but it's hard, right? Like, and it's you're making the point, right? It's, it is hard.
0: But I'm just saying, like, <sighs> so far, if we're winning money, I'm, I'm going for money. We're gonna win. It's a, it's a two hundred dollar league. We're gonna win. You know, a thousand bucks. You know, if we win this one, and next year another thousand. Like, let's fucking win a couple of G's. Like I don't give a fuck about 2025. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, I'd rather have Brees in 2025, presumably, but I don't think I'd rather have him this year, and I don't think I'd rather have him next year. I mean, but you, maybe know what, next you know year. what?
2: It, it, it's like this like math game I'm doing too. It's, um, so he's 22 right now. He's and Brees was young when he came out. Yeah, he is. So, you know, he's he's, early, he's 22. He's 22. He's Just 23. Him, he's young. Well, he's 23 in May.
0: Yeah, yeah, he'll be twenty three.
2: And, and and then he's twenty-four next off season. So like we're talking about CMC, right? This year he's gonna win, and then next year he's gonna, you know, right? Like, and then we're kind of waiting. It's like well recently twenty four. He's still young. He's still young, right? he's but then great. like, but then but but then the window starts to like shrink. So you're making a good point that McCaffrey, yeah, he's old, but he's he's like a unicorn. He's like like the Kelsey, right? He's like it doesn't matter how old he is. He's going to keep playing, and yeah. he's a special type of
0: player. I, th- I think, um, I think and, after yeah. the season, right? So going into next season, I think it's clearly Brees, right? So this is one of those situations where it's like, I, I do. Because, I mean, Brees should get a better offense. Like, they're talking about trading for Devontae. Like, imagine if the Jets have Devontae Adams, Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and it's like Brees Hall. You're like, oh, my God, dude. That sounds yeah. like that sounds fucking fantastic. So I know it's a short sighted answer and it's probably still Brees. I'm not even saying I'm just saying the conversation if you're trying to win money is not crazy on CMC. Only because it's I think not. he's got two good solid years, meaning this one and next one. You know, I don't know what happens after next year. I mean, gosh, you know, he's he's been injured before. Obviously, injuries happen with running backs, but who was the most durable running back in the league this year? It was supposed to be Nick Chubb, you know, so you never fucking know.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the players that I'm starting to feel like you, you don't want to bet against, you know, like in terms of like just playing beyond what what we think he can play, you know. I mean, That's he's right. 27, he's putting 27. up these numbers. It's he's crazy. 27, putting up these numbers, like it's it's unbelievable, like so it's then, unbelievable.
0: So then, what about what about this, Devon A-Chain or Brees Hall? Devon A chain's twenty-two. They're both twenty-two. Let's just say they're the same age. Devon A chain's a little bit younger, but whatever. Devon A Chain or Brees Hall. You certainly want Devon A Chain for the rest of this season. But still Brees Hall in Dynasty?
2: Yeah, I still like Brees Hall and Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I I, I think I think A chain is like a like a like a more explosive home run hitter type back. But Brees Hall is an explosive back too. Yes. And for me, Priest Hall just seems like he can handle a larger workload, which means more volume, which yeah. is more touches. He's an efficient player. So, like, more volume plus efficiency just means, like, a lot of points. Yeah. So, that's just the way I see it. I mean, but if you're You know, and I, and I have them, like, you know, kind of a tier apart, at least yeah. for me. Yeah. Right? So... I uh, tell you, yeah. if this Devon
0: A-Chain thing, if if, if, if if they play him like Mostert, I mean, Mostert's like 32. I mean, the, if Mostert comes back next year and still is a thorn in A-Chain's side, that would be like a complete surprise. Um, you would think that next year he would have the sort of backfield to, not to himself, but to lead for himself. Like he'll be the lead, you know, the lead back as much as he can eat, you know. And Do you I, think? I, yeah, go ahead.
2: Sorry, no, I'm sorry. Okay. You go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, I think. You, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> do
2: you think he could? Do you, Do you think he could um, be like even like a Travis Etienne, like handle that kind of load? Like, do you think he could handle that kind of volume? Like that. You know what's crazy
0: load? is, I hope that they don't ask him to do too much because what he's doing, like in the four games he's played, more than five snaps, he has over a hundred and ten yards and at least a touchdown. Generally, multiple touchdowns. Like he's been like. 110 140 160 and 170 yards or some straight you know and like I mean he's just been off the charts so I mean and that's playing behind other players so yeah I just think that he's so so dangerous in that offense that look I don't care if they bring in some sort of you know other player I I think they kind of need another player, even if it's Mostert again and it's a little bit it just shades more to A-Chain than the Mostert. I am fine with it. Like as a as an A-Chain manager, I'm not hoping that he gets 30. I, no, don't do that at all. Cause you're gonna break him. Don't break him. You know what I mean? Be careful with yeah, that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Let him run yeah. for a couple touchdowns and get him right out of there. You know, I, I won my week. It's fine. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> it's almost you know what I'm saying? It's almost like that where you're like, dude, do easy with him, easy with him. Um You know, it's kind of like Tank Dell blocking on the goal line like that. What the fuck's he doing, you know? But, you know, at the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think A-Chain offers tremendous upside in, in in you know, in the sort of the tournament style of of playoffs, meaning fantasy playoffs, where if he has those big spike weeks, it's like he'll just win a week, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I mean, right? So, like, A-Chain other than McCaffrey, i think he's the rb2 in terms of that right in terms of who's most likely to win your week it's a chain
2: yes 100% you no, know so, no no disagreement there like if, yeah. yeah if we're doing a like spike week you know ceiling play but also like a really good play yeah like it's zmc yeah. a chain yeah 100%
0: right, i got one more for you and it's kyron williams so like Oof. i think i said this and I, 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 if i told you Kyron Williams will have a 60 to 80 percent, you know, uh share role for the Rams next year, he would be the RB eight, right? <laughs> like he'd be right after all these yeah. guys, right? Yeah, like he, as he it is, he's the be. RB9 in Dynasty on Keep Trade Cut. That feels that's crazy. very rich. Yes.
2: That Thank seems you. crazy to me.
0: Yes, yes, yeah feels too rich,
2: right? (laughs) Way rich. Like, really?
0: Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. I agree. Um,
2: Like, I I mean, before this run, like, let's just be real. Like, before this run, he was like RB60 or something, right? Like, was he even ranked? Like, he wasn't even ranked. So, like, the fact that we even have him in the top 15, top 20 range, if not a little bit higher, like, you know, like, like that's already a huge testament to like him and uh, and us like adjusting our process everything right, but to put him at like RV eight like that's that's rich you know like I could see the argument I guess but I mean even players like Javante or Rashad or White like how would you, how could you put him ahead of that?
0: So on on September seventh, so literally right before the season. He was the RB sixty nine in and keep trade cut
2: exactly exactly
0: see yeah so I mean <laughs> yeah he's he's a smashing sell if you're not in the playoffs because here's the I actually went to buy him and I, I certainly was not offering this type of value for him to be fair um, I was buying trying to buy him in a league and the guy sent me a counter and it was like with multiple first round picks and I was like what the fuck are you talking about you know what I mean and mm-hmm. Clearly, the market would say that that is not even crazy. But I was just like, I I am of the opinion that if I can sell for any single first, I would do so personally, you know, because there's there's a possibility that he is a timeshare back or even a backup running back in the league. Now, there's not as many uh, rookies coming in, so that gives him some cover here, but You know, there's a lot of things that can change. And I've seen this movie before. We've we've seen this happen way too many times with too many different running backs every single season for it to be, you know, just wheels up all the way all the way with with Kyron. He is one of those guys, though, that he also offers some league up league winning upside here in the last uh, few weeks. So for that reason, I'm, I'm okay with him being a little bit higher than normal, though.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think, like, like you said, if you can get a first out of it, I, I would move him. Even if you get like two seconds, you know, I think that's definitely worth consideration depending on how competitive you are. And and, and we've seen what McVeigh's done with the running backs, right? Ever since the girly days, he, he'll draft someone, whether it's a Henderson, then he drafts Akers, and then he gets over Akers, and he goes back to Henderson, and then he likes Kyron, then he cuts Henderson, and then resigns him. So like, <laughs> like it's yeah. like, it doesn't matter with McVeigh, right? Like he has no yes. loyalty, and you know, like it'll change on on a, on a moment's notice. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I was thinking about it too because it's like, um, you know, we got the twenty twenty four class coming in, and I don't think there's any running backs. But my God, are there wide receivers, bro? I mean, you know, um, Theo asked me this morning on the pod about like, um, you know, the anatomy and like, I was like, yeah, there's going to be these just a ton. Of wide receivers that I like and and it's deep at the wide receiver position Um, obviously we understand the quarterbacks I think the the tight end I I I, here's what I'll say first before we even get into that are we basically you and I looking at Kyle excuse me i almost Freudian slip are we looking at Brock Bowers like we looked at Kyle Pitts and are we going to play it the same way I mean we don't have all the information so I know there's more to come but In general, are are your spidey senses up with this Bowers situation?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to knock someone for like somebody else's mishaps, right? You know what I mean? Like it's it's not fair to like pin anything that happened with Kyle Pitts on Brock Bowers, right? But at the same time. I do want to say that with the Spidey sense thing, it's maybe just like an heightened awareness of like, let's not get ahead of ourselves and like, let's not like overhype a tight end prospect because they did this or that. Like, Hey, they're a great prospect, put them in a box. Right. And like, like, you know, analyze them within the anatomy framework, but I don't know. And I don't want to put any other standards on them or, you know, on him or, or treat them, any differently just because like what we've seen with Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess that's what, what I would say about that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I guess what I was getting at too is a little bit like um it's like um I think he's gonna get steamed. And I think he's gonna be steamed uh-huh. to the point where there's gonna be people who are saying he's the one point oh one in non, you know, non-superflex or who, who knows, tight end premium super yeah. flex and things like this. You're gonna see that. And the reason you're gonna see that is because I think he's gonna the ADP is gonna be like he's gonna be picked four or five. Like right, it's like him or neighbors, I think, you know, for for much of the you know, the pre-draft stuff, before it all, all right now, like, you know, all this stuff. He's gonna be in that that range, right? And so in order to be a Bowers fan, you're gonna to have to say something greater than that right?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. You see that, what I'm that, saying? Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's, that's a good point. That That's, that's, that's an interesting take. Yeah.
0: That's what's going to happen. It's going to be like, cause same thing with pits. Remember it was you, you I know you remember it was Pitts 1.01 in all formats. I remember those tweets. Yeah. Yeah. They were out yep, there yep, yep. by multiple people and this was a, a take people were saying, and it was like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Like Trevor Lawrence and Jamar chase are in this class. Like, Slow your roll, chief. And yeah. so, you know, it's like I, I had Pitts at like pick 10 or something behind Javante. And, you know, maybe that looks bad, but it actually doesn't somehow. I don't even understand. Like, you know, it's like um, so, yeah, it's like I think at the end of the day, maybe there's some s- somewhere in between there. You know, maybe he's he's because here's the thing. I think that also I think Laporta, Kincaid. McBride, I think these types of players will have a bigger impact on Bower's draft position than Kyle Pitts. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, I mean, like on the on the psyche like, of, of drafters, I want the next yeah Florida. yeah because
2: yeah exactly I want the next yeah exactly I want the next support, I want the next Kincaid right yeah like, I, I saw that I want the next McBride right even yes. like you know whatever we're seeing right um, yes yeah so yeah I know I think I think I think I think people are gonna get hyped and i i think you might have tweeted i saw that like something about if he went, went to like cincinnati i don't know someone said like if if brock bowers ends up in a like a really nice spot although Tr- joe burrow hasn't really targeted tight ends i don't think right. historically yeah
0: I don't know um, that's but still like,
2: yeah. M- yeah, imagine if he ends up in a spot though with like you know you know really good quarterback good situation you know he probably gets steamed up even more yeah like um, with
0: mac jones or something like that yeah, yeah. like something like that Really, yeah. really good spot like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's what's gonna happen. I think <laughs> I think that's what's gonna happen. But it leads me to put, put the put the the wide receiver class, which I think I think I told Theo, I said, I think I'm gonna be trading the Brock Bowers pick. In other words, when it's when it's clear that it's like someone's gonna want Bowers wherever I'm picking, I'm gonna be yeah, so yeah. happy to trade back and be like trade you back. Know, like, grab, here you grab, go. grab
2: a receiver. Grab yeah, a receiver. You right?
0: I'll grab yeah, a future yeah. first in fucking Roma Dunze or something. You know, like good yeah. for you, homie. You know, like yeah, you know, I'll just I'll just move that back. And you know, I'm not so sure. You know, the, the, the process is also going to tell us a story like where these guys are drafted, how many go in the first round, the wide receivers that is. But the wide receivers obviously has Marvin Harrison Jr., who I think is do you think we're crazy calling him a top 10, top five or ten? dynasty wide receiver today
2: uh no i don't think it's crazy at all yeah. right we, we did this we did this with Bijan, we did this with like jt right we yep. did this with breeze yep. right we did this with jamar. chase and jefferson yeah. yeah right like we've done not this jefferson. before right
0: not jefferson
2: ja- no yeah not no, not jefferson but jamar 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 yeah, yeah. Yep. um yeah so yeah we've 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 done that as a community yeah right? um so it's not out
0: of the question. Yeah, and I think um, he's at all that. I think he's all of that. I think that's. Do you I think, think fair.
2: I, I heard some noise? I don't. I, I. mean, it's probably just you know really rampant speculation. But with the Travion, do you think Marvin would consider?
0: Dude, that would fucking break everything, wouldn't it? Imagine if he did. Wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. I, I shouldn't have said that, right? I shouldn't. I have saw even said the rumors. It's I it. saw. it. Right, yeah. yeah, I saw that and I was like, no. Fuck no. But it's pos- but it's like no, but maybe, right? Yeah, like it's possible, man. Right? Like why why would Trey even do that? Like is there something else going on? Like it's interesting, man. Yeah, dude. I, it'd be fun. I think it's great it'd be
0: fun. Yeah, the it'd, uh, be,
2: it'd be terrible for dynasty holders <laughs> like and all the all the rebuilders like, holding their bags like waiting. Uh I have a league where I actually am holding the 101 and the 102. And Ooh. I would be devastated. Yeah, I'm
0: devastated. Yes, because you you uh, uh, it's a super flex league. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's just like yeah. click click. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb yeah. and Marvin exactly. Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> click
2: click. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, if if Marvin wasn't there, I I I'd just take Drake May probably and yeah. just call it a day. But yep. but still though, right? Like it, it was it's so fun just to like imagine like I'm already building the team. Like yes, I, I stripped it all down and I'm like
0: Caleb Marvin.
2: Boom! Like, boom! I don't care. I don't care about the rest of the team. Like, yeah. Let's just start there. Let's just start there.
0: You know, it's there's gonna it, it's gonna be interesting to see. You know, I I, I remember I was on a, a pod and I was asked earl- earlier in the in the off season before you know before the season, who are some of your cells? I think it was with Billy Muzio. and I was like, um, <clears throat> I, I picked. It was it was kind of entertaining, and it turned out to be extremely correct. He asked me for my cell at each position, running back wide receiver and tight end. And the running back was Bijan. And it was like, Oh, because at the time he was the RB one easy worth all of it where you could get CMC and JT for that motherfucker in the off season, You know, I was like, I was like, I'd sell a fucking Bijan because it's like, you can get so much for him. And it's unless he's the RB one overall in, in 2023, He will have not lived up to the hype, you know, which he's very unlikely Mm -hmm. to be the RB1 in 2023. So sell him for that reason. My wide receiver was Drake London and my tight Mm -hmm. end was Kyle Pitts. I just literally sold all the Atlanta stuff, which was exactly correct as it turned out. Right. Excuse me. So it's like I wonder, you know, if there's going to be some value in selling the 101 and the 102 because you can just get, you know, you get like. Just great you can get like trevor lawrence and two firsts or so you know what i mean like it's like yeah okay fine Like i'll okay like I, I, you know great I, I i'm rebuilding how much better could it be i can sell marvin harrison and get like amon St. brown and you know and stuff and you're like cool let's do that you know it's like i think there's gonna be some some crazy opportunities for sell uh, of those two picks should it be you know caleb and marvin harrison potentially you know um, you know, we'll see how the hype machine works this off season, but I really think there's going to be some some sell opportunities for those two, first two picks.
2: Yeah, you should always be always be ready to sell, even with the whole Bijan thing. I remember on Twitter, I said, you know, if if you're rebuilding, I don't know if you remember, I tweeted, yes, if you're rebuilding, you have the 101 trade that trade Bijan, and get like the King's ransom, right? Like just go get four firsts or whatever. Right. Like you said, go get JT and a couple firsts and this, that, another thing, whatever. Right. Just get a bunch of receivers. Right. And people are like, Oh, you're stupid. Like I would never do such things. Like, Oh, it's Bijon. Like, you know, he's going to be good for like the next five years. It's like, well, sure. Year one, year one, he wasn't good, so you already lost that one. You yep, know, he didn't like, win you
0: anything, right? He's yeah. a good player. He's a great player. He's maybe the best yeah. pure running back in the league. All that is true, but doesn't score you fantasy points. And it's like, yeah, you're you you, you know, you were 100 percent right, and and that's what it is. It's it's a little bit of that leaning into it's so hard to do because it is it's nothing more fun than the push the button for Bijan. And there will be nothing more fun than pushing the Marvin Harrison draft button.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah, true, it's gonna, man.
0: Like pushing uh, uh, that fucking uh, uh, button is fun as fuck, dude. I know,
2: I know you are already on top of it. Like, I'm just so excited about kind of diving into these prospects hats off to you, by the way, uh, you and Kyle for taking home that, uh, C to C, C to C league. Um, we're yeah. talking about prospects right now.
0: Yeah. Um, and, I mean
2: and you, and you picked up some kind of you know some heavy hitters on the college side that are yeah. gonna I think translate over to the the to pros too, right? So hey
0: it was magnanimous I mean, magnanimous of me to do so, right? I yeah, sold was, CMC for the college championship for Kyle. Uh he who knows he might have won it without me making the sale or whatever, but I sold Godwin. I sold I sold the stuff up at the up at the NFL level to let Kyle and Kyle and I are going to split the money, except I'm going to give it all to Kyle. That's how we're going to split it. So good <laughs> job, Kyle. He wins all the money in that league. Good for him. Um, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's a young college kid. He can take all that money down. He won the college side. If I win the NFL side, I'm taking all the money. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a good league. We won it. It's true. And yeah, it was a lot of fun to, to sell down. The cool thing about selling down into the college team is you don't lose them. You get, you know, they're coming back your way eventually. I think I got uh, Emeka... At yeah,
2: Bukha, yeah, you got Mecca, yeah. How the fuck you say At his Buka, name? Yeah, yeah. And then At I got Buka, Evan Stewart.
0: Yeah. I got Evan Stewart. Who you did you, you did. know? I mean, I don't. know. I guess he's good. You know, something like that. Um, I really like I like Malik Neighbors, right? So I, I love Neighbors. Oh, really? uh, neighbors, he's like he's like one of my favorite. Like,
2: and that's where I, I don't want to get too excited about these guys yet because I haven't really dived in. But me neither. Neighbors, Neighbors is one that I, every time I
0: I I, I, I see him. It's like, like, wow. Wow.
2: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like like what? What? Really?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Neighbors is like, I think, right there with Marvin Harrison Jr. And if you have like the 104, 105, like the fact that if you're at the 105 and someone's going to take Bowers ahead of you at the 104 and you just get Malik Neighbors, it's just going to be so awesome. So that's kind of the way I see it right now is like Drake May and, you know, Caleb, Marvin Harrison, Neighbors and Bowers, I think makes up uh, the sort of consensus top five. What I find interesting after that is, I was thinking Travion uh, Henderson would be in the conversation with a mid-first round pick if he was landing in the second round with fertile soil. Now he's if he's out of the picture, you know, I guess you got to look. It's interesting because these quarterbacks, right? It's like there's so many quarterbacks, and if it's in a super flex league, Jaden Daniels is about as. Tantalizing a prospect as i've seen in a long long time i mean he's jalen hurts 2.0 and so far as like maybe he's not getting all the draft hype but if he hits as a as a player he crushes as a as a as a fantasy asset you know we've said this a million times mm-hmm. we said it about malik willis for Christ's sakes i never said malik willis was good i did say if he is good he'll be an amazing you know fantasy asset and um you obviously slide into the third round changes everything, but you know, so if, if, uh, if, if, if Jaden Daniels gets a a little bit of draft cap and you know, if the, if the process is good on him and I can't wait to look at the film, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, you know, really, really watch Jaden Daniels closely to see if we can see the same things we saw, uh, out of Jalen hurts, uh, as a thrower. Um, if so, man, holy shit. Yeah,
2: that'd that'd be nice, man. And, you know, and, you know, he could be the type of a uh, rookie that, you know, even in a super flex league, drop, drop into like maybe the second round, you know, and pick up it's a possible. nice quarterback, right? Just get a nice quarterback prospect in the second round. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that, that. I mean, I mean, we're months ahead. We're like six months ahead of ourselves. I know. Still, man. But it's still, it's exciting
0: though. It's, well, we're going to break it down. I, I mentioned on the show and I'll say it again. We're, we're going to, I know you and I are very much the same right now. It's grind out the rest of the season. Win as much money as you possibly can in all your leagues. Like literally just optimize your finish, right? Optimize your finish on your rebuilders too. Make sure if there's yeah. a way that you can tank. I mean, I don't give a shit, bro. I tanked in undrafted league. Uh, I, I basically, you know, took out some starters against Michael P. Duncan. He was so pissed at me and I, I threw the game. I was like, he goes, "Uh, aren't you, why aren't you playing? I was like, I'm not playing my good players because I want to lose, you know? <laughs> and there's no rule against it. And it, it's reverse standings. And I I, I, I I, went from the 103 to the 102. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And now I'm the 102. I'm locked in. I can't get the 101. So I'm playing all my starters or whatever. It doesn't matter. But you get my drift. I, I like lost one game on purpose to get to the 102. Yeah, I, I want Marvin Harrison Jr. If he comes out, I think that's worth losing a game. So make sure you position yourself. Don't let them peer pressure you. If it's not in the rules, go fuck yourself. It is absolutely not. <laughs> A shameful thing. It's not. It's it's like I just don't find it shameful at all. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm running my team so that I get the best shit possible all the time, and I'll never break a rule. No, I don't want to break any rules. If there's a rule. Ob- obey the rule. Figure out the best way to go around the rule to get the best shit for your team. That's the that's how 100%, you play. Hundred Hundred percent, That's how you play anything, man. Right? That's how you yeah. play life, man. That's, that's right. right. That's yes. you
2: play like, man. That's, don't hurt
0: nobody don't do anything yeah. fucking stupid don't break the no rules but
2: yeah. if, play within the rules but if there's any any kind of you know advantage or uh, edge to be taken you take it
0: yes that's how it's done that's called competition uh that's your money's profit. on the line Win the money. yes yeah <laughs> i i don't i don't have a problem with it at all um and uh you know i i know that some people will disagree with me and good for you good for you but you still i mean at the end of the day That's how it's played. And on that note, I think we'll go out, man. Uh, you know, with me telling everybody to go lose on purpose, but you know, um, yeah, I, have never tanked a full season or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I rarely tank anything. My favorite thing, of course, I'm sure you agree with me chalk is if there's max PF, which then means you have to transact your way. Um, or or, or, or you, you know, you, you just can't, you can't bench anybody. It doesn't matter. Your bench counts as points too. So you got to figure it out a different way and that's, that's more organic I do love that I'm um, uh, switching every league that I have to that uh, because it's the best way then you don't get people tanking
2: yeah yeah I agree that's the way I have it and I actually been thinking about even doing the first nine spots uh, set by set by uh, Max PF and then uh, the top three you know for, uh, first second third place yeah they get the last three picks in the rookie draft right? uh, so like so, so basically even if you're in the playoffs like you can't like tank your way. Like oh shit! Like I'm gonna get fifth place. Like doesn't really matter. I'm just gonna lose anyway. I'm gonna bench yeah. my, my starter. Oh, right, so like,
0: you know yeah. what I do though? Um, the um, I make it so like uh the final four. You know, obviously the winner of the championship game gets the um gets the twelfth pick, but I yeah. have the 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 consolation game is for the better pick.
2: Oh, the winner, third place game.
0: Winner gets the better pick.
2: Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, nice. that's smart. That's smart. Yeah. That fuck smart.
0: you. We're playing for the pick. Fuck you. Picks on the line. Oh yeah. You know, if I beat oh, your yeah. ass, I get the better pick. You oh, know I whatever like it is. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I write that in, and then you know the other, the other, you know, the five six game too. Same thing. You know, winner. You know, yeah. So yeah.
2: Fuck oh, that. okay. That, that's 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 another alternative. Yeah. Yeah. The, the way I was gonna do it is just the first nine, just like yeah.
0: That's also a good way, but yeah. Yeah. If you don't oh, like yeah, it that way, do it this one. way. You know, and then it's like. You got. They have something
2: to fight for. You consolation, to fight for.
0: yeah. It's like fuck you. I'm, at least I'm going to win this one, and I'm getting the pick ten instead of, oh, or excuse me, nine instead of ten. I like that.
2: Yeah, I like that. that's a nice, nice ending note right there.
0: Yeah, it's a small wrinkle. Go do it in your leagues, and you know, obviously, don't you can't do it until uh, till next year. And you know, if, if you don't have bylaws, write them, and it's a pain in the ass, but it's worth it. So, um, I, I've, yeah. I'm always a son of a bitch with that stuff. I fuck it up, but yeah, just write a good bylaw, get it in there, keep it in there, and that way you got something to refer to if you forget what the hell you said. So anyway, on that note, thank you, Chalk. You're the man. No, thanks for having me, man. Always, always fun hanging out. Yeah, that was a good one. We we went, we could have gone forever, man. I was feeling no pain tonight, baby. Yeah, man, we're we're in it to win it. You're awesome. You guys know where to find Chalk at one hundred and one Chalk at the Undroppables, theundroppables.com. dot com. Keep following along. We're going to get to these prospects soon. It's going to be so much fun. We'll do gratuitous mock draft shows and shit like that. It's going to be fucking lots of fun. We'll get John Lobb and uh, Felix Sharp and Ray G back on the show and the anatomy cooking and all of it. It's going to be so much fun. Can't wait. Keep tuning in. See what we got next week. Maybe Tommy will be on the show next week. God bless him. Let's go. On behalf of everybody here at The Undrafted, on behalf of everybody here at The Undroppables, on behalf of a very busy Michael P. or precious Duncan, you have been joined by The Chalk. I am Jax Falcone, and we are out.